This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Enchanted Island of You by L. Frank Baum. Read by Ted DeLorme in Fort Mill, South Carolina, during November 2006. Chapter 14 The Kai and the Kai Kai. From the tops of the hills, the travelers caught their first glimpse of the wonderful cities of Twi. Two walls surrounded the cities, and in the walls were two gates just alike. Within the enclosures stood many houses, but all were built in pairs, from the poorest huts to the most splendid palaces. Every street was double, the pavements running side by side. There were two lamp-posts on every corner, and in the dim twilight that existed these lamp-posts were quite necessary. If there were trees or bushes anywhere, they invariably grew in pairs, and if a branch was broken on one, it was sure to be broken on the other, and dead leaves fell from both trees at identically the same moment. Much of this Marvel and Nero learned after they had entered the cities, but the view from the hills showed plainly enough that the double plan existed everywhere and in every way in this strange land. They followed the paths down to the gates of the walls, where two pairs of soldiers rushed out and seized their horses by the bridles. These soldiers all seemed to be twins, or at least mates, and each one of each pair was as like the other as are two peas growing in the same pod. If one had a red nose, the other's was red in the same degree, and the soldiers that held the bridles of Nurl's horse both had their left eyes bruised and blackened, as if from a blow of the same force. These soldiers, as they looked upon Nurl and the prince, seemed fully as much astonished and certainly more frightened than their prisoners. They were dressed in bright yellow uniforms with green buttons, and the soldiers who had arrested the prince had both torn their left coat-sleeves and had patches of the same shape upon the seats of their trousers. "'How dare you stop us, fellows?' asked the prince sternly. The soldiers holding his horse both turned and looked inquiringly at the soldiers holding Nurl's horse, and these turned to look at a double captain who came out of two doors in the wall and walked up to them. "'Such things were never before heard of,' said the two captains, their startled eyes fixed upon the prisoners. "'We must take them to the Kai and the Kai-Kai.' "'Why so?' asked Prince Marvel." "'Because,' replied the officers, "'they are our rulers under grace of the High Kai, "'and all unusual happenings must be brought to their notice. "'It is our law, you know, the law of the Kingdom of Twi.' "'Very well,' said Marvel quietly. "'Take us where you will. "'But if any harm is intended us, you will be made to regret it.' "'The Kai and the Kai Kai will decide.' returned the captains gravely, their words sounding at the same instant. And then the two pairs of soldiers led the horses through the double streets, the captains marching ahead with drawn swords, 
and crowds of twin men and twin women coming from the double doors of the double houses to gaze upon the strange sight of men and horses who were not double. Presently they came upon a twin palace with twin turrets rising high into the air, and before the twin doors the prisoners dismounted. Marvel was escorted through one door and Nerl through another, and then they saw each other going down a double hallway to a room with a double entrance. Passing through this, they found themselves in a large hall with two domes set side by side in the roof. The domes were formed of stained glass, and the walls of the hall were ornamented by pictures in pairs, each pair showing identically the same scenes. This was, of course, reasonable enough in such a land where two people would always look at two pictures at the same time and admire them in the same way with the same thoughts. Beneath one of the domes stood a double throne on which sat the Kai of Twi, a pair of gray bearded and bald headed men who were lean and lank and stoop shouldered. They had small eyes, black and flashing, long hooked noses, great pointed ears, and they were smoking two pipes from which the smoke curled in exactly the same circles and clouds. Beneath the other dome sat the Kai Kai of Twi, also on double thrones similar to those of the Kai. The Kai Kai were two young men, and had golden hair combed over their brows and banged straight across, and their eyes were blue and mild in expression, and their cheeks pink and soft. The Kai Kai were playing softly upon a pair of musical instruments that resembled mandolins, and they were evidently trying to learn a new piece of music, for when one Kai Kai struck a false note, the other Kai Kai struck the same false note at the same time, and the same expression of annoyance came over the two faces at the same moment. When the prisoners entered, the pair of captains and soldiers bowed low to the two pairs of rulers, and the Kai exclaimed, both in the same voice of surprise, Great Kikaku, what have we here? Most wonderful prisoners, your highness, answered the captains. We found them at your city's gates and brought them to you at once. They are, as your highness will see, each singular and but half of what he should be. "'Tis so!" cried the double Kai in loud voices, and slapping their right thighs with their right palms at the same time. "'Most remarkable! Most remarkable!' "'I don't see anything remarkable about it,' returned Prince Marvel calmly. "'It is you who are not singular, but double, that seems strange and outlandish.' "'Perhaps, perhaps,' said the two old men thoughtfully. It is what we are not accustomed to that seems to us remarkable. Eh, Kai Kai? they added, turning to the other rulers. The Kai Kai, who had not spoken a word but continued to play softly, simply nodded their blond heads carelessly. So the Kai looked again at the prisoners and asked, How did you get here? We cut a hole through the prickly hedge, replied Prince Marvel. "'A hole through the hedge? Oh, great Kikaku!' cried the grey-bearded Kai, 
Is there, then, anything or any place on the other side of the hedge? Why, of course, the world is there, returned the prince, laughing. The old men looked puzzled and glanced sharply from their little black eyes at the prisoners. We thought nothing existed outside the hedge of Twy, they answered simply. But your presence here proves we were wrong, eh, Kai Kai? This last was again directed toward the pair of musicians, who continued to play and only nodded quietly as before. "'Now that you are here,' said the twin Kai, stroking their two gray beards with their two left hands in a nervous way, "'it must be evident to you that you do not belong here. Therefore you must go back through the hedge again and stay on the other side.' Eh, Kai-Kai? The Kai-Kai still continued playing, but now spoke the first words the prisoners had heard from them. I must die, said the Kai-Kai, in soft, agreeable voices. Die? echoed the Quin Kai. Die? Great Kikaku! And why so? Because if there is a world on the other side of the hedge, they would tell on their return all about the land of Twy, and others of their kind would come through the hedge from curiosity and annoy us. We cannot be annoyed. We are busy. Having delivered this speech, both the Kai Kai went on playing the new tune, as if the matter was settled. Nonsense, retorted the old Kai angrily. You are getting more and more bloodthirsty every day, our sweet and gentle Kai Kai. But we are the Kai, and we say the prisoners shall not die. We say they shall, answered the youthful Kai Kai, nodding their two heads at the same time with a positive motion. You might be the Kai. But we are a Kai Kai, and you're superior. Not in this case, declared the old men. Where life and death are concerned, we have equal powers with you. And if we disagree, asked the players gently. Oh, great Kikaku, if we disagree, the High Kai must judge between us, roared the twin Kai excitedly. Quite so, answered the Kai Kai. The strangers must die. They shall not die, stormed the old men with fierce gestures toward the others, while both pairs of black eyes flashed angrily. And we disagree, and they must be taken to the high kai, returned the blonde musicians, beginning to play another tune. The two kai rose from their thrones, paced two steps to the right and three steps to the left, and then sat down again. Very well, they said to the captains, who had listened unmoved to the quarrel of the rulers. Keep these half-men safe prisoners until tomorrow morning, and then the Kai Kai and we ourselves will conduct them to the mighty High Kai. At this command, the twin captains bowed again to both pairs of rulers and led Prince Marvel and Nerl from the room. Then they were escorted along the streets to the twin houses of the captains, and here the officers paused and scratched their left ears with uncertain gestures. "'There being only half of each of you,' they said, "'we do not know how to lock each of you in double rooms.' 
"'Oh, let us occupy the same room,' said Prince Marvel. "'We prefer it.' "'Very well,' answered the captains. "'We must transgress our usual customs in any event, "'so you may as well be lodged as you wish.' So Nerle and the prince were thrust into a large and pleasant room of one of the twin houses. The double doors were locked upon them by twin soldiers, and they were left to their own thoughts. End Chapter 14